This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Eric Smith, and thanks for joining me on Taiwan Talk. Over the last decade or so, a growing number of overseas entrepreneurs have arrived in Taiwan to set up small or mid-sized companies. One such firm is the Beck Consulting Group, a company offering business training solutions. I recently sat down with Beck's chief executive officer, Jesse Arlen Smith, who told me about the challenges of setting up his company nearly 10 years ago. Taiwan is an absolutely amazing place. The people here are wonderful. The uh, the food is is amazing. <laughs> and, you know, it is a place where you can honestly fall in love with. Now, business-wise, uh, Ty- Taiwan maybe isn't the the fastest growing um you know city uh, or or country it is you know a, a place that likes to enjoy what they have and um i think the you know vast majority of the you know the businesses here are content with the status quo now um to just fast forward a little bit we run a uh uh, consulting and and coaching company here in Taiwan, and we have done for for many years. We've helped some of the Taiwan's largest companies and multinationals um, I- increase their business performance. And what is that? Well, we've we've done a, a lot of different things to to help them from you know helping them with their English training to uh, their accountability and leadership. Now, why did, why would a you know a, a business choose us as a consulting company um, to come in and help? Well, we know. Taiwan culture. We uh, we understand what it is uh, w- with regards to the uh, cultural high context culture that Taiwan is. I mean, it isn't. It is Chinese, but it isn't China. It's special. Yeah, absolutely. It's special. And it took a while to understand that. And being being you know uh, you know one of the the first to, you know trying to start up a you know a small consultancy here. Uh, there wasn't. It wasn't easy. Actually, I, I wanted to ask you about that. How how hard was it to set yourselves up in the beginning? And have the regulations changed in recent years to make it easier for other people who want to, you know, uh, start a company and do something interesting? Yeah, a- absolutely, Eric. Uh, things were not easy in the beginning, and that was part of the excitement, part of the fun. Uh, things were difficult in the beginning. There was no box, for example, for a small consultancy. And when I say there's no box, it means there was no box to check. So we ha- had to, you know, fall under a, a different category. And when we went to ask the government, you know, is this okay? Because they said, well, it's gray. And said, well, you know, what you're doing is really great. Uh, and I'm sorry that there isn't a, you know, a particular box to to say that this is a small consulting company. Basically, in the beginning, there were if you were a foreign company, you were trading either, company. Uh, absolutely, you were a, you are a trading company, and you made you know a lot of revenue. Maybe your margins weren't that high, or you are a multinational um, who had a branch here, or you are a bushy band. Or for for those who who don't know what that is, that they are a, a, you know a, lang- a language training school. So if you didn't fall under one of those, you didn't exist, and so it was very difficult for for many years. Uh, and to get recognized for what we did and, and what we do, it was a uphill battle. Now we did that slowly, one client at a time. How hard is it to uh, convince the HR or human resources department or the manager or the CEO of, of a company that they need this kind of attention and assistance? 
Sure. I mean, uh, any time you get into an industry where there's a lot of uh, education of the market, you're you're walking into a difficult situation. Um, you know, after after being an entrepreneur for so long, I, I try and stay away from the types of businesses where you have to educate a market because educating a market costs money. Um, whenever you have to educate a market, you either need to go in and do direct person-to-person sales, which is usually the most effective, or you have to take a wider uh, approach and, and do you know uh, targeted advertisements um, and and try and really convince these you know these these particular decision makers uh, that your product is something that they need. But you've seen an improvement over the years in Taiwanese companies understanding that this would be something useful. Sure. I mean, we've also adapted to, sure. to what their understanding of useful is. Mm-hmm. I mean, in mm-hmm. the beginning, we would uh, go in with very complicated products, and we would uh, explain all these different uh, you know, solutions that we could give them. And, uh, and it was a little bit difficult uh, to convince them you know, that they needed these things. And then we pivoted, as they say, in the entrepreneurial world. And we kind of looked where the demand was and started to uh, tailor some of our, our products and services and, and write textbooks and uh, develop solutions that we knew there was a demand for. Tune in tomorrow for some free business consulting advice from Beck Consulting Group, specifically on how managers can identify and assist disengaged employees. Thanks for listening. I'm Eric Smith reporting for ICRT's Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Eric Smith and you're listening to Taiwan Talk. In yesterday's program, I spoke with Jesse Arlen Smith, the CEO of Beck Consulting Group, about what it was like to set up his company. In today's show, we're getting some free business consulting advice from the Beck Consulting Group about three steps managers can take to ensure their workers are fully engaged. A disengaged employee is very dangerous. Um, A disengaged employee will cost a company a lot. Uh, When when an employee, uh, for example, if, if an employee is disengaged to a certain point and leaves, you have to replace that employee, which is very expensive. If an employee is disengaged but doesn't quit, that means they are you know, ruining the corporate uh, you know, culture. And it's very difficult to find these employees. Sometimes we, they can be hidden mm. within the organization. Mm. Um, is it also infectious? Yeah, I mean, a disengaged employee can have an infectious, uh, you know, effect on the corporate culture, like I just said. And so you got to be really careful of you, you know, you, about identifying the right people and then using the right techniques. We've developed a three-step process. Um, first, listen and learn. Find find out. Um, go beyond the employee survey and find out exactly what is uh, you know, motivating. Motivating. Yeah. What are the motivators? What are the drivers for for these um, employees? And find out what really satisfied them. And then once you have that information, you can use it, and you use that information in your everyday interactions now that's a key point everyday interactions so every interaction with an employee is an opportunity most managers are you know a little bit you know busy or it's engagement coaching seems like a something coming from hr it's like this extra thing and um they say well okay now today i'll do that satisfaction thing well that's not how it works it's 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 like it's like being a parent yeah, absolutely. You, every single day, you are offering guidance and uh, suggestions and praise and 
it's a en- engagement, as you say. Yes, and and that's why we call it engagement coaching. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, it's it's every day. It's every interaction, and you got it. And it's got to be smart. It's got to be targeted. You can't go in with an engagement coaching strategy for all your employees. Every individual requires a different strategy. Now. Is this easy? No. That's where we come in. We're, we're engagement coaches. We help them. We, we give them suggestions, and we support the manager in helping them to implement these solutions. And now the third step is showing the way. We say show the way, direct and drive. And the third step is you, know, you, uh, you point the employees in the right direction. And you, kinda, you can think of them as like spinning a top. You know, you get them wound up, you spin the top, and they're going, you know, and they're going, and they're going, but they're going to stop. So you got to spin the top again. Now, the key is to try and get them to spin themselves, to motivate themselves, to be, because coming back to the original question, whose responsibility is? Well, you, the manager has, can take some responsibility, but it's got to be the employee's responsibility too. So, you know, you got to work together in those conversations. But uh, a real important uh, factor to success is this last one, this direction. Now, okay, you're, you're engaged. I say, so what? Well, you need a place to go. And usually, uh, you know, the place isn't the big, hairy, audacious goals. It's not the corporate vision. That's not the job of most managers. It's, it's the small things. It's where are we going to be in three months? It's where are we going to be in, in a week? And how do... I fit into that as the employee. And it could just be a vision of, you know, the, 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 the week. It could be a vision of the department. And, you know, a lot of times managers make the mistake of, of going outside their, you know, area of expertise or sphere of influence. And they're not there to create the corporate vision. Um, they're there, you know, normally just to, you know, create the vision of what a successful department looks like. How could we be the, you know, the best auditors in, in Taiwan, for example, you know, like... And you, if you scale it down, you make it realistic, and you keep the time frame realistic, then it can really be powerful to this three-step process. So one, understand the mind. Listen and learn to your employees. Uh, and two, support the heart. Engage and encourage them. And three, you know, direct and drive. Show them the way. Find a, a direction that you want to go in and, you know, go together in creating, uh, you know, tell them basically where they can be or where the company can be in, say, three months. Now, if you follow those three steps, um, I think you can improve the engagement in your company. Well, Jesse, I want to thank you very much for some free consulting advice. And uh, all of our listeners appreciate it. Thanks you're, a lot. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Talk. More info on Beck is available at www.becc.tw. And please note that all Taiwan Talk episodes are available as podcasts on iTunes or www.icrt.com.tw. Reporting for ICRT, I'm Eric Smith.